Hey there, welcome to Heart Rate, the podcast where we talk to everyday runners, hear their stories, and learn what moves them. I'm Coach Nick. And I'm Coach Andy. Thanks for stopping by. Hey everyone, thanks for stopping by for today's episode of Heart Rate. Our guest today is Catherine Shea. I have had the great fortune of knowing her for several years. Uh, she's been a really good friend of mine. She's uh, one of Terry's best friends. Um, and so I hope you enjoy the, the conversation that she and I have about, about her running and, and her story. Uh, before we got into our conversation, though, she said this thing about running that I wanted to share with all of you because I, I just love the way that she says it. So please take a listen and, and enjoy. I mean, I felt I was a runner prior to running the marathon, but I definitely remember I don't know if it was during the race or immediately after thinking I'm slower than the elites by hours, but we just ran the same damn course. And Catherine is a hundred percent right. You know, we're all out there run, running the same courses as, as the pros and elites and we're always out there at, at our own pace, just getting it done. And that's such an awesome perspective to have. And now here's Catherine. Hi everyone. Welcome to heart rate. Today, we have another very special guest. We have Catherine Shea, also known as Kay Shea. Um, I've had the privilege of knowing her for several years now. She's also um, one of Terry Kohler's uh, best friends. Um, and so we, we get the chance to talk to her today and get to know her a tiny bit better. How are you, Catherine? Fine. How are you? Good. This is, this is an honor. I feel... <laughs> Like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I appreciate it. You totally belong here. I'm so glad that you agreed to do this. And maybe we'll even get a sighting of Dorothy. Maybe. She she loves a laptop, so. True. <laughs> I, I've seen that for myself. That's right. That's right. right. So we're, we're going to start super simple. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Uh, in terms of running, um, do you prefer road running, trail running, like both? Do you prefer one over the other? Cool. Uh, hi, I'm Catherine Che. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I'm originally from just up, a little bit outside of Boston, south of Boston. Um, I prefer road running. Every once in a while, I'll jump on a trail, and that it's like it's fun to me, but it's definitely something I've never worked on. It's just sort of once in a while, living across the street from Prospect Park, I will uh, just sort of jump, jump in the woods and do a little running around and, and enjoying that. But um, predominantly, it's it's on it's on the road. Right, got it. Um, yeah, yeah, and the, the the trails in the park are are groomed trails, which is which is nice. Um, cause right. they're nice and soft and not, you don't have to think about rocks or a cliff. Right. Or roots. Or, I or roots. I and hurt myself on roots. So right. that is true. It is very nice. Exactly. Um, how did you, you, you start running? Um, were you always active? Did, was this out of response to something else? Um, I've been someone who's always worked out in in like go to the gym on the elliptical or like you know exercise videos and things it's always it's been a part of my life pretty much my entire life um but then when i i moved to new york almost eight years ago and 
I knew that I was moving directly across from Prospect Park, and I also was moving here for a job. So I thought I knew the money I was the money I was going to be making wasn't going to be great money, and I thought what a with the exception of like I owned workout clothes. If I got a new pair of sneakers, it's basically just me in the road. And I had never, I mean, I've run in my life in the sense of like gym class and school when I was younger, but I, and I sort of got an itch maybe a year prior to moving to New York of just like being interested in starting running, but just never trying it at home. I like, I, or in Massachusetts, I just didn't, my work life balance was very askew. Um, and so I made it, I made it something that I wanted to try. And I started with couch to 5k an app on my phone. And I seriously, like it was supposed, I think it's somewhere around a nine week program. And I definitely, it took me longer to get through it because where certain weeks fell, I work in theater I'm a stage manager, if people don't know. Um, and so it like fell during rehearsal hours and then into our technical rehearsals, which as you know, Nick are the long days, long days, long nights. Oh yes. So just, I had to take some time off. So I repeated some weeks and then I remember the sort of finale. Well, the finale is to run a 5k, but like the pre finale is running 20 minutes nonstop, which just sounded so overwhelming. And it's like something I couldn't do, but it was, I did it. And it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. And then I kind of took a pause on running because it was cold. And I just, I am a klutz and I definitely was afraid of ice on the roads and things. And just, I had not lived here long enough to sort of know how the park worked. Um, so I was doing other exercises and then I got an itch to, to start again when it started to get warmer. So I went back out there and sort of revisited some of the walk run stuff um, and decided to sign up for a race that was a 5k in Riverside Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like, it was a sort of family run sponsored event that I was sort of ascribed to their beliefs and whatever. And then soon after that, another friend said, Hey, you should, I'm, I'm running the, um, run is one. Could, do you want to come out? And I, I ran my first 5k was in, in memory of this woman who, who passed away from uh, skin cancer. And that's how my diet, my dad died. So I was like, I want to do this. And then my friend lost her mom to lung cancer. And she's like, will you come run this run is one. And I was like, yes, absolutely. So that's sort of, started the racing for me racing. Um, I forget, and I'm sure it's, you know, I have to look at your website, but I forget when Terry sort of folded into this, but she kept saying on social media, I really want to come for, come out on a run with you. I really want to come. I really want to come. And finally we met up and we, we made a pretty consistent habit of running together. Um, and like I, re I recall us running a great deal when I was uh, training for my first half, but we definitely ran together prior to that. And I definitely think her first 5K was was prior to that. But I just can't recall in sort of the the sequence of events when she like started um, coming out with me. And like she held me accountable, I held her accountable. It was really great. I yeah. 
I mean, she and I have been running for, for close to the same amount of time. So it was sometime in 2011, probably. Sure. That um, makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, so that's sort of, that's the breakdown of it. And the thing about Run as One, it's it was an, it's a New York Roadrunners race. And I loved sort of how organized signing up for races was through New York Roadrunners that I went back and... I can't remember what my next race was, but I did go back and run more races with them and then eventually became a member and sort of went on my merry way. So, yeah, I, I, I love how organized their races are. And I think these days I take it for granted. Um, because I've done a lot of other smaller races and it's a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, you know, they're usually not corrals. There's, there's no order. You just sort of show up and, and, and go, Yes. Um, so it's it's nice to have some of that uh, organization, but there are also thousands of people who who run even the small races. Right. Um, I um I signed up for my first BAA race today actually. Ooh. Got a little Boston Marathon bug, and I went to the I download re-downloaded the app to start adding people and. Their 10K is in June. Right. And I, right. I'm supposed to be in Boston at that time. So I was like, ah, I'm going to click and I'm going to do this. So I'm really intrigued to sort of see how their races. I love the BAA and I love how the Boston Marathon is organized. So I, I'm really excited to, to do one of their races. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be great. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're super organized. I mean, it's it's Boston. Like they they have a reputation to uphold. So I, I can imagine it's amazing. I don't a few years ago, not to go way off tangent, but um they someone put on social media or on their website or something like on the Boston Marathon like the gun times and like how close they are to exactly when each wave is supposed to start. It's like within seconds. That's amazing. Dave, Dave McGilvery, I assume is still the race director. I could be wrong, I don't know. He's just so conscientious and so I mean, I guess a little OCD about making sure that it, you know, is starts on time. Each wave gets off when it's supposed to get off. That's so, awesome, though. Yeah, it's super awesome. Anyway, not to not to skew away. From I mean, that was still connected to running. All good. Absolutely. Um. So I know that you 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 mentioned that you had signed up for your your first half during this this whole running period. What what sort of drew you to distance running? I think it just, I kept wanting to challenge myself and push myself a little further. And so, um, and you know, I, I was always, though I was running all the time, I didn't technically call myself a runner until I finished my first 10 K, which was the Queens 10 K and whatever <laughs> year. Um, I like, I'll never forget, like, I saw the Unisphere and got emotional and was like, I'm a runner. It's a finally, though I had run a few more races than just that. Um, right. It was running all the time, but yeah, I think it was just seeing like seeing what my limits were. Like I was doing a lot of reading about running, um, born to run and a few others that I can't remember off the top <laughs> of my head, but, um, that sort of, made me think and many of the things I was run I was reading were like our ultra marathon pe- folks and I was like yeah that's that's not where I'm at at all but it was just really interesting to read and hear them talk about things that I was 
you know, thinking or feeling or whatever. Um, and yeah, so I know once you sort of dive down the rabbit hole of racing or running races, you know, you then more things start to pop up or you, you see signs that you may not have read in the past and all of that. And I think I signed up for that 10 K and I was, and I knew that I could run a 10 K in prospect park, like, like try it out. So one day I just was like, okay, let's see if I could do 6.2 miles. And like, I was, I was running between three and five miles, you know, every, you know, every few days or whatever anyway. And so I did it. I was like, okay, I can do this. And then the, um, it might, I don't know if it's the cherry tree. Oh no, there was something, there was a race called the battle of Brooklyn. Oh, that was yeah. summer yeah. Mm-hmm. in park three loops. You could have, you know, a team or you could do it by yourself. And so, and they like made it fun, like funny and interesting because it was a site of the revolutionary war. So there were folks in like union Jack t-shirts right. spraying with water as in out of water guns as we ran by. Cause it was the middle of August. And that was another thing. Like, I don't even remember how I found out. I may have seen a sign in like Jackrabbit in Brooklyn or something. And I thought, okay, let me see if I can do that. So I actually, again, was sort of, amping up mileage a little bit and one day before work I like went and ran three loops I was like okay I can do this and then I sort of um fell in I like the longer distances I mean at the time I like the longer distances I think my like favorite distance is a 10k that seems to be it's still long enough but you know there's like sometimes there can be gas still in the tank um but yeah I fell into like doing a lot of half marathons I was doing a lot of running, but I feel like that was something that I ended up doing a great deal. Um, in maybe it was like, I don't know if it's, goodness, so 2013, maybe 2013, 2014 was my first half. I'm blanking. I really don't remember. But yeah, and then I, that sort of became the, the distance that I would, I would I was doing shorter distances, of course, as well, but that was sort of my max distance. Right. Yeah, because you ran... 2013, because the marathon in 2014. Right, 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 right. Uh, So, yeah, my first it was in January of 2013, and then I just kept sort of going at going. What was your uh, first half? The Fred LeBeau. Okay. It was called the Manhattan... the, The one I ran was called the Manhattan Half. And it was, you know, you didn't get medals at the end... And like very bare bones. Yeah, very bare bones. And I think I think that first one was like the weather was okay. I I've run it I think I ran it two or three times. And the second time I ran it was like this is gonna be a fun run because it's really cold and it snowed and all this stuff. And and I forget it was if it was the second or the third what used to be Manhattan and then ended up being Fred LeBeau. Um, I remember like being freeze. My feet felt like they were frozen the entire time I ran thirteen point one miles. Yeah, I, I I've done that that race too a few times, and I know for for a few years it had a, a reputation. Everyone would sign up for it, sort of secretly hoping that it would be canceled or turned into a fun run because then they would get credit for yeah. it, which counted to get entry into 
uh, both the NYC half and as their part of their exactly. nine plus one credit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think I showed up for all the ones that I was signed up for. Maybe not the last one I did, but like I'm pretty sure in that chunk of years, 13, 2013, 2014, 2015, I definitely showed up, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a hard time of year to run a race, especially when the weather is either super duper cold or it has snowed and they haven't quite had enough time to like clear off everything and then right. it's just slushy and gross. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you're a big fan of the 10 K. Um, that's lately. Yeah. Okay. Keep, keep and, chatting. Yeah. And, and your, your, your first 10 K was the queen's 10 K. Pretty sure. Yeah. 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 You, you, you pick some hard races for, for your, <laughs> your first ones. You know, I'll never forget the first Queen's 10K because Mary Wittenberg was still the president and CEO of New York Roadrunners. And she, you know, got on the microphone and welcomed the runners. And she was like, it's a one, it's a like whatever the temperature was, like high 70s, low 80s. It was something obscene. And I remember looking around the folks that I was with and I was, I was in, in my corral and be like, did she really have to tell us what the temperature <laughs> was? Yeah. Jeez. And, you know, it was, I remember being so hard and oh my God. I was, it, yeah, it was very difficult. Yeah. But for, for people who don't know, the Queens 10K is historically sometime in late June or July. It is crazy hot. Um, the first year I ran it, uh, they had like frozen sponges at the end of it because it was that bad. Um, I hate that race with a passion. I run it every year, but um, it I have had my like feet swell because it's so hot and then it's painful to walk. I, I've definitely gotten sunburned <laughs> during it, you know, and I'm, I'm a fairly fast runner, so I don't spend a lot of time in the sun during that race and I still get burned. Um, but there isn't a lot of coverage. There isn't a lot true. of coverage. And I mean, it's, it's pretty much flat. I mean, there's yeah. I, I, the course has changed, but at least the one that I ran was pretty flat. The only time there was like an incline was sort of the overpass. Right. And I remember the first time I ran it, I had to walk the overpass. <laughs> and the second time I ran it, I was like, I'm running the damn overpass, whether I want to or not. And like right before the overpass, I think there was a water station and they had this sort of sprayer oh, station. Yeah. And I remember this like running through that taking two cups of water i think i poured one on my head and then like was like you're running this damn overpass so i did but yeah i've always hated that race i think everybody hates that race but it's a lot of people also do it to avoid having to run staten island right um, so a lot of people do either i mean they don't count the from the bow half anymore but they don't when it did count you know people would sign up for that and then they would do the nyc half if they had gotten in if they hadn't then they would do brooklyn queens bronx right and that's four four of the the six or five that you're supposed to do to get guaranteed entry into the following years and nyc half and not have to go out to staten island i speaking of i really like the bronx i love the bronx it's one of my favorites yeah, I think, I mean, I'll never, 
I I'm a back of the Packers the whole way, but I'll never forget one of the years I ran the Bronx and I was just hitting the three mile mark when the leader had already done it and was passing me. And I was like, and that he looks like he has so much gas still in the tank. He's probably like actually going to do a 20 miler today or something. I mean, like they are incredible. I've, I usually see them at, uh, it's a, just before, like before like mile four or mile five. Um, and they're, they're coming back up the road and they're just cruising by like they're not even making an effort. Right. And, it's, and I mean, it's astounding. The distance is a challenge, obviously it being 10 miles, but also like, and there are some hills, but this, like once you do the underpass in both directions, Oh yeah, than, it's fine. So yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good... so you, you prefer the, 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 the 10 K distance just for, for right now in general, maybe, um, for somebody who is new to maybe running the, the 10 K distance, what is something that you would sort of, uh, recommend to them, um, or think that they should know as they sort of take on that new distance? Uh, hmm. that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, respect the distance but also don't be intimidated by it. It's completely possible. And I think having a training program is a good idea um, of some sort and like following through. Do you guys do a 10K training program? Uh, we don't have a formal 10K training program. We are always happy to create a plan of a, a different distance. Um, but we, we mostly, we, we have plans set for halves, trolls, and ultras, and then we have some like recovery and, and race programming, which can cover a variety of distances. Um, we have some like speed work training plans, um, you know, but you know, if, if someone came to us and was like, I want to race a 10K, we would build that plan with them. We, we just don't have a, a, a price point for it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I... I just I usually follow some sort of plan when I'm when I'm running a 10k and you know if if you want to go out and run 6.2 miles build up to it each week you know do a long run one of the weekends uh, or once a week and you know eventually get get there it, it is definitely possible like if you run a 5k and you're you're feeling good running 5ks it's definitely, you know, maybe it's time to try something a little longer. If you feel like you could run beyond 3.1 miles, right. it's time to try it. Good. And yeah, I mean, I think it's, it can be hard, but I don't think it's as daunting or, or overwhelming as thinking about a half or a full, obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it takes less time to train for because sure. it's not long. Right, right, right. Um, so we have a couple of funnish questions. Fun might be a liberal term. Um, tell us about one of the, the the best runs you've ever been on. Wait, can you repeat it? I missed some. I'm oh. sorry, we broke. We got broke up. Oh, okay. Um, tell us about one of the, the 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 best runs that you've like ever been on or experienced. 
could be a race, could this be a training run, could this be a, a fun run? I, you know, I have, I feel like I have a lot of them, but I mean, my favorite race in recent years was just last year doing the mini 10K because I actually put in the time and I um, felt ready to do it. I was nervous because I hadn't raced a, anything in a long time, run any sort of race in a long time. But going out there and actually doing it and doing it fast, like I went out too fast and I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep this. And I slowed down a little, but ultimately like I kept my pace. Um, so I felt like, okay, well, like you, you train properly, you did this right. And this, it's a beautiful day. Like you're having a good time. And I definitely towards the end of that race was like, okay, I'm running out of fuel, but I could see the finish line. And I was like, I had a, like, I really was trying really hard to, to PR there. Um, and I, and, and I could see the time and I was, and I could did quick math and I was like, okay, you got to keep going or you're going to miss this PR. <laughs> and, and I, I got it by like 45 seconds or something. That's a but, big um, PR. Yeah. And it was, it was for the mini. I don't think I will PR that race this year, but for the mini, um, it was a huge PR, like a course record for myself. Uh, I'm trying to think. I love Prospect Park and I love the challenges and I know that road super well, but sometimes I love like breaking free of the park. And um, I think my favorite just sort of course to do and fun run and I've run it, I've run it with Terry, I've run it with other people, excuse me, is to sort of go, go through the park, get out of the park at the northern tip, go down Flatbush and then end up eventually over by Brook in the Brooklyn Bridge Park area. Like I just think it's so pretty. It's nice to be by the water. Um, I like to be distracted by night by, by things that are that can distract you. So like being by the water and seeing the skyline and seeing the bridges and all of that just is kind of a happy spot. And then traditionally, I leave that and get, like run up court and turn mm -hmm. on to Union. So it's like this challenge from there um, because eventually Union is, is getting to be an incline. And every time I run it, I just get walk signals the whole way. So there's not <laughs> a break in the incline. But it's, a, it's sort of like a good way to, to keep going and just and force yourself to just challenge yourself at the end of your run. Um, but I mean, I, I have a, like, I have a love-hate relationship with running. I think, I don't think I always have, but, you know, I've had some injuries in the last couple of years and just any time I can go out and run, especially if it's a beautiful day, it's sort of, it's, it's what I need. It's good for my, my brain. It's good for just everything. My lungs, my heart, everything, just to sort of get out there and appreciate the weather and being outdoors. Sure. Which actually goes right into to one of the next questions is, what do you get out of running? Um, I definitely think um, it just puts me in a, in a better mood. You know, even if I'm sore and I sometimes, um, I think my lungs need to like 
be trained again every once in a while. And I definitely have to have a tendency to like be coughing after runs and things, but just sort of, it's so Zen it's meditative in its own way. And it's just like getting outdoors and in being able to enjoy regardless of the, the, whether it be winter, spring, summer, or fall, though right. I prefer it to be spring and fall. Same. Um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, one foot in front of the other. And it's just like a very peaceful, meditative thing. It was the best probably when I wasn't listening to music and mm-hmm. just sort of taking in my surroundings and using all five senses, maybe not taste, but the other four. <laughs> um, Hopefully you're not tasting anything. No, during right. the run unless it's like some gel or like a honey stinger or something right but like i lately have sort of relied on music and even then it's just okay i i'm in touch with everything else right around right. as much as i can be so when you do listen to to music or things what do you like to listen to um hip-hop of some sort is probably the best. I mean, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts, but I find it just bores me. Like I need something upbeat and just going for it. I mean, I have somewhere, I don't even think it works anymore. I'm like an iPad nano, iPod nano, sorry. Uh, something that I like a mix called run forest run. Mm-hmm. And so I had like, you know, gonna fly now and I have the tiger and also like lose yourself and like all of the sort of like, <laughs> run inspired motivating things now i just like turn on some sort of spotify and and go for it typically some sort of hip-hop gets me best puts me in the mind the right mindset all right that's that's good to know i um because i I struggle with, with my easy runs i've taken to listening to podcasts because it's it's calm it, because, because it's, it's just a conversation that someone's having with somebody else, you know, for the most part. And so there's nothing to like. What do you listen to? Uh, I've been listening to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I heard that's great. It's really good. Um, and then Dax oh. Shepard has, has a, a podcast. I've heard that's good too. It, it, it is. Like the, both of them are, are really funny. Um, and every now and then um, I'll like laugh out loud like <laughs> legitimately like on my run which will usually freak out people because then they think i'm laughing at them I'm like no no right. i'm or not that's crazy which right. you're not uh, debatable um but yeah i i i found for for my like easier runs like those are good things to, to to listen to um because otherwise my body responds to music and and to to a beat um right you know and i if i'm not trying to go super hard a podcast seems to be the way to go. A friend of mine who's also a runner, year, like several years ago, said that there is an app that takes the music on your phone and like depending on your pace, uses that music to sort of motivate and push you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to try this. And I'm a slow runner. So it <laughs> was way too slow. I was like, I can't use this app. Like it's oh. not motivating. It's right. all slow, and I actually need the complete opposite to motivate me. For um, sure. I'll try. I'll try some podcasts. That's a, for but, easier runs. Yeah, and like I think I think a lot of it is is that because uh, both Conan and, and Dax have these sort of charismatic personalities, 
um, right. you know, which makes sense. You know, Conan O'Brien's a, a late night host. Like he has to be charismatic, but his, his banter with his like assistants is also just really funny. I mean, right. so it's sort of clear that like, like they, 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 they have like, like a, like a long time relationship. They're comfortable with each other. Um, and it's just sort of fun to listen to, you know, it's not, it's not a super serious, like here's politics and news and which things, which would sort of <laughs> depress me. Yeah. So it's nice to listen to the, <laughs> these like other things. Um, but actually Co- Conan has an episode with Michelle Obama oh, nice. and it's really good. Okay. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, they're 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 both great because they're, they're sort of more along the lines of like of like a beat podcast. Like they're happy and laughing and fun. Um, right. So, so like that's 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 nice to have that like distraction. I gotta check that out. I gotta try that. You should. You should. Um, so switching back to a more serious question, yeah. how has running impacted your relationships with others? I think it strengthens relationships. I mean, I definitely have, I usually go out on my own lately, but every once in a while when I go out for, go on a run with a friend or friends, it's great. I mean, it's a way to socialize and it's a way to get the workout done. Um, but I also know I'm in a better mood I'm a happier person. I'm more content mentally. Um, and like everything's sort of in sync when I'm sort of on a good, when I'm, when I've been sort of consistently running, like I, I can tell who I am and how I act when I haven't run right. or done something like, or been active in some way. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely gone through like peaks and valleys of that has to do a little bit with injury has to do with just some other stuff going on but i definitely know like getting outside is so important to all of us and to everyone and uh it definitely helps me big time um so you 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 mentioned injuries and i know that you've had some like health issues in the last couple of years um yeah and we don't have to go too far into it i i think it's because that is a, a, a common thing among a lot of runners. A lot of us get injured or um, there are other health things that come up um, and we either have to stop running or we have to do something else to sort of get, get our bodies back to where they need to be in order to run um, and, and stay healthy. So yeah, you, you've, you've been off and on with, with the running. You've had to take care of, of other things mm-hmm. when you were, sort of off from 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 running i'm sure that that was a a hard period because it's something that you enjoy yeah i missed it i mean and it's funny like today i ran i went to the farmer's market at grand army plaza and i you know i speed walk there because i'm care i usually bring my compost right right and um I'm just seeing all these people and I'm just kind of envious of that. I'm not out there running. I should, you know, but I sort of had tasks to do and I needed to get back to, to hang out, to hang out with you and chat with you. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely miss it. And it's weird. Like I have this ongoing fight, <laughs> internal struggle of, 
just getting out the door. It's definitely for me the hardest thing to do. And as soon as I do, it's like, oh my God, you're in paradise. I mean, right. being able, like being able to run first of all, because I have had so many moments where it, I couldn't. Um, and then just being outside in this beautiful place year round, it's gorgeous. So I just I forget how how much I want to be out there. And, but I don't know. It's just a struggle that, that I have. I feel like that's a, yeah. Like, I feel like that's a, a, a fairly common thing. Like, um, getting it out the door is one of the hardest parts. Once you're out there, even if, if it's cold or chilly, you know that you will warm up and you'll feel fine. Um, you know. Or if it's warm, hopefully there's a breeze, you know. Right. Like, there's a breeze or you, you know that you're just going to spend your day in a park where there are water fountains and you're just grateful that, that there are water fountains, you know, <laughs> like Ter Terry talked a tiny bit about this, but like we are actually extremely lucky in that the city and our parks have a lot of water fountains. We have a yes. lot of routes where we can run and there are fountains for us to use. And the like re the bottle refill stations right. in Prospect Park are so nice. I've definitely stuck my head underneath those. Before. Oh, same. Same, like especially come come summertime, you know, I get hot very quickly, and so yeah. I I will pour water over my head and face, um, so I have to just to cool down. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One of our last questions, uh, nothing to do with running really whatsoever. Um, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, or the Hunger Games. Harry Potter. Good answer. Good answer. Which is, which, is, which is what, that's what Terry said. Um, and if you ever listened to her episode, she accuses me of um, letting the, the, the world know that she has not seen Lord of the Rings. And I had to remind her, I didn't actually mention which one she hadn't seen. Oh. I, I haven't either. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. There... The, the the originals I think are, are worth watching. They're they they came out sort of actually along the same time as the first Harry Potter's did, where like they were among the first movies that were like two and a half hours, three hours long. Um, like that right. that was new at that time. Um, and now Endgame is going to be like three twenty. <laughs> God, I know, I know. Which it, I'm I'm fine. Like, Honestly, the Marvel Universe, again, nothing to do with running, like, has done a really good job with most of their films. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to yeah. see how that's going to work out. Yeah, and somewhere, maybe even in New York, you can watch all of them. There's like some ridiculous amount of time you can spend indoors, opposite of running. Oh, and yeah. Appreciate all of the Marvel heading into Endgame. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would want to do that because that's a lot of movies. Um, yeah, that's, that. I, I know people do that because they, they, they've done it for, for Harry Potter before they've done it, I think for, 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 for Star Wars. Um, yes, yes, you know, sure. but like I could watch five movies, six movies at, in a day. I mean, it, it would be exhausting in a completely different way than, than running, but doable. But Marvel has like, they're like 14 or 16 movies to watch. Yes. You know, because they built this entire universe, which is amazing. And I can only imagine the planning that went into that. But right. 
that's that's a bit much to watch in in like one go i mean speaking of i i have to bring this up because Mm -hmm. we're so close but you know season eight of game of thrones starts tomorrow night and i I have been watching i didn't i haven't watched all of it because there's no way but um someone a writer or something tweeted out like these are the essential episodes from each season so i can sort of do you want that i can send it to you please send me that it's like 21 episodes that's fine that's totally doable yeah yeah, it's totally doable um (laughs) and so uh yeah i'll send that to you but i definitely have been like looking through i mean i started a friend of mine suggested just like rewatching the Battle of the Bastards, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm sure, yeah, yeah." Anyway, sorry to go way off topic of running for a second. Oh, uh, I mean, hey, you know, that's that's what these things are for. It's mostly yeah. running, like ninety five percent running, and then the rest is just whatever. You know, yeah. that's what happens when you're chatting with friends. That's right. That's right. very true. Well, that is all I have for you. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Sadly, there's not a Dorothy. Uh, no, she is. She is on my bed, asleep. Then just you know, chilling. She's she's doing her 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 own thing, and and that's okay. <laughs> I thought about doing this in my bedroom, but if I had, she would have definitely taken over the podcast. I mean, sure. I mean, of course. <laughs> like she she is the queen of the household. You know, that's her right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, this was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Nick. So Absolutely. nice to talk. You too. Thank you for joining us for this wonderful episode with good old Keisha. We hope you enjoyed uh, listening to her story and getting to know her uh, a bit better. Uh, and please join us next time. Our uh, third and also very awesome guest will be Meg Novato. Uh, I'm really excited to to talk to her. She is an absolute badass and warrior. Um, uh, So stay tuned. Thanks, Thanks for stopping by.